What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through some buy low trade targets heading into week two of the NFL season. I've done a few videos just kind of talking about early season trades, how to kind of dominate the early part of your fantasy football season. I think buying low on players within the first few weeks of the NFL season can really give you a huge leg up over your other league mates. People love to overreact early on, right? Like week one, this is 100% of the season we've seen. Week after week, each week kind of starts to feel less and less important. So we want to capitalize on people overreacting in week one. Maybe a player had a slow start. We want to capitalize on it. I'll also be putting out another trade video today talking about some sell high players. I already have my waiver wire target video up. Did a video last night talking about whether or not we should be panicking on certain players who underperformed in week one. So a lot of content if you guys are interested. If you enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Really helps me out a ton. But let's jump into my first buy low player here heading into week two and it is going to be Jameer Gibbs. And prior to the Thursday night game, Dan Campbell came out and talked about how they were kind of going to ease Jameer Gibbs into his workload, and that's definitely what we saw in week one. He only played on 27% of the snaps, logged seven carries, two targets. That's a pretty solid workload for the number of snaps he played, but obviously if you drafted Jameer Gibbs probably in round three, that's kind of where he was going heading into the season, that's obviously not usage you want to see out of someone you spent a third round pick on. I also think Jameer Gibbs is a prime buy low opportunity just because everyone was watching that Thursday night game. This was not some, you know, random game on the first slate on Sunday where people are potentially just watching like their local teams. Everyone was locked in first game of the season. Everyone who was rostering Jameer Gibbs, they were sitting there watching that game getting frustrated that he wasn't playing, especially because every time he came in and had a touch, like he was pretty efficient. He would potentially break one off. You know, he'd break a ton of tackles on the play. So it was pretty frustrating as someone who has a lot of shares of Jameer Gibbs to see him getting in there, but not having a huge workload. I think that kind of factors into him being a solid buy low opportunity because the players who roster him were just sitting there watching him not get utilized throughout that game. But after the game, Dan Campbell talked about how they will continue to increase his workload throughout the season. I do think he was able to kind of flash some of his upside, even in a limited sample size. Every time he touched the ball, it felt like an explosive play was about to happen. He's clearly a big play threat. We know he has elite receiving upside. And if he's just going to continue to kind of chip and chip away at a larger workload, I think he's definitely going to pay off in the long run. I talked about this in a few other videos, but with these rookies, we have to be patient. The rookies are always going to kind of break out towards the end of the season. That's not to say that Jameer Gibbs won't be startable moving forward, but typically these rookies peak in like the back half, and that's really when they turn into league winners. So if someone wants to overreact to a poor week one, I'd be all over buying low on Jameer Gibbs. Now the next buy low opportunity, it isn't a specific player, it's just a team. It's pretty much gonna be all of the Bengals weapons, or at least like their uh, quarterback, so Joe Burrow, and then Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. This offense only scored three points. It was an overall terrible performance. Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards on 31 attempts. That is unbelievably bad. Um, obviously games like this can sometimes happen with the weather. Jamar Chase, five receptions for only 39 yards. T. Higgins was targeted eight times and did not bring any of them in. So he finished with a goose egg, zero receptions on eight targets. 
pretty much nothing has changed in my mind about this Bengals offense moving forward and their weapons. I still think they're going to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. I still think Joe Burrow should be viewed as a mid-tier QB1. I think Jamar Chase is a high-end wide receiver one. And then I think T. Higgins is a high-end wide receiver two. If you can get any of those guys at discounted prices from what I just went through, I would definitely take advantage of that. And I think you can make the same argument for the Seahawks offense. They struggled. Geno didn't have a good day. Uh, JSN Lockett underperformed. Even Metcalf with the touchdown didn't have a great performance. I think they also bounced back here. So I think both of these offenses, if people are panicking after one week when they proved last year they're solid units, then you got to take advantage of that and kind of, you know, make some offers for those weapons. Now, the next player I'd be looking to buy low on is Rashad White. And there was kind of like this huge tier of these running backs, like your fringe running back twos, your Rashad Whites, got like the Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, um, James Conner, you know, you just had this huge tier of guys, Alexander Madison. And I feel like we did a decent job of kind of sifting through, figuring out the ones we wanted. I was pretty high on Rashad White heading into the season, and he didn't necessarily hit with a big fantasy day. It was actually a pretty poor fantasy performance, only 6.9 PPR points, but his usage was elite. And that's really the main thing we want to look for with these buy low players. It's players who have strong usage, but it didn't necessarily translate to fantasy points. So that's the perfect buy low situation here for Rashad White. He saw 71% of the snaps out of that backfield. He carried the ball 17 times, which was 7 of the total running back carries. He also had a 55% route participation. So even though he didn't have a huge receiving day, you know, that's pretty solid route participation for the running back position. If he can maintain this role, there are going to be much brighter days ahead for Rashad White and Rashad White fantasy owners. Even if this Bucks offense struggles, volume is king at the running back position. We see it every year. There are bad offenses, but they'll force feed a running back and they'll produce. James Conner is kind of like the guy who comes to mind last year towards the end of the season, even with no Kyler, there's force feeding him the ball, getting him involved as a pass catcher, and he was still producing for fantasy. So I really like Rashad White. I think he was kind of viewed at like the back end of that tier. He was viewed as like a running back three. His usage was better than a lot of the players going in that same range. So I definitely think he's someone that you should look into acquiring. And then the final buy low option this week is going to be Darren Waller. I guess I'd also consider Daniel Jones to be a buy low option. But at this point, like after that uh, Sunday night performance, you might be able to just scoop him up off of waivers with how uh, rough he played, especially if someone started him. They're probably pretty sick of him. So if you can pick up Daniel Jones, I definitely think he's worth snagging off of waivers or if you can just like get him as an add-on to a trade, also interested. But this is about Darren Waller here. And throughout the season, there's just not a lot of windows to go out and trade for a high upside tight end. You know, you draft them, people typically hold on to them. Why would they kind of give up that positional advantage they spent a premium draft pick on? But this could be a window here to go out and get Darren Waller. I think just the overall terrible offensive performance kind of opened up that window. He did lead the team in receiving, but it was only three receptions for 36 yards. His usage also wasn't great. It was really strong in the first half, but once they were out of it, since he was dealing with that hamstring injury, they kind of just scaled him back and he didn't play a ton in the second half. This was just one of those games for the Giants where, you know, something goes wrong early on and it just keeps snowballing and they could just never recover. 
I don't have serious concerns for this Giants offense moving forward. They were a decent unit last year. They definitely made some improvements. Darren Waller was probably the biggest one offensively. So I think they're going to right the ship here on offense. I think Darren Waller has a very solid shot to be this team's number one target. They're going up against the Cardinals next week which they kind of gave the commander some struggles, but I'd have to imagine the Giants are a better offense than the commanders. Should be a much easier matchup than they had on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys. So I still am a firm believer that Darren Waller can be a high-end tight end one this season. I would definitely be sending out offers for him. I also think Darren Waller kind of falls into this bucket of someone who was really rising in terms of his ADP late in the offseason. Like he was someone who jumped potentially a round or two in ADP seemingly over like the last month. He was getting really good reports out of training camp. He was targeted a ton um, in their preseason action. So he's someone who definitely shot up. So someone may have kind of, you know, bought into the hype, uh, reached on him, picked him early, and then they just kind of soured after one week. When people are kind of, you know, erratic and they make a huge reach just because someone's getting hype, they also may, you know, kind of be erratic and want to move off of them before they probably should. So I think that could also open up a decent spot to go out and get Darren Waller. But like I said, you're not going to have a ton of opportunities to trade for a high upside tight end. This is one that could be available here after just one week of the NFL season. So those are going to be some of my buy low players. Just to recap them, Jameer Gibbs, pretty much the entire Bengals offense, throw the Seahawks in there also, Rashad White, and then Darren Waller. If you guys want to drop like, you know, potential trades you want to send out. I'll try to give you my feedback as quick as I can. Um, go check out my other videos. If you stayed all the way until the end, thank you. I appreciate it. Make sure you hit that like button, but thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.